Hello and welcome back to the Who's He Podcast YouTube channel. Well, Disney Plus certainly caught me by surprise this week as they dropped not one but two episodes of Star Wars The Bad Batch. However, this made sense episodes 7 and 8 titled The Clone Conspiracy and Truth and Consequences is a two-part story that returns to the main thrust of this series, namely the phasing out of the clone troopers for conscripted Imperial stormtroopers. So for this video, I'll be looking at both episodes in one review, so let's begin with my usual short plot summary. We begin in the clone trooper bar on Coruscant, where we see two clone troopers, Slip and Cade, talking about the massacre of the cloning facility on Kamino at the end of Season 1. This is weighing heavily on the minds of some clones, and Cade has sent an ultimatum to Admiral Rampart, who, who was responsible for the bombardment, to tell the Senate the truth about what happened, or he will. However, as the pair leave the bar, Cade is shot dead by an unseen assassin. Meanwhile, in the Senate, Admiral Rampart tries to table the Defence Recruitment Bill, which will phase out the clones to be replaced with conscripts. The Senate, as usual, is split on this, with Senator Organa and Senator Chuchi, who we last saw in the Clone Wars series, particularly concerned as to the welfare of the clones. After Chuchi visits the clone bar to tell them she will fight for their rights, Slip appears and tells of what happened on Kamino. She then confronts Rampart on what happened on Kamino, but after his explanation that he was on a training mission was unable to save more Kaminoids from the storm that wiped out their city, she clearly doesn't believe him. After receiving a secure communication from Senator Organa, who meets her to tell her to watch her back, but to also follow the money. Meanwhile, Rampart dispatches the mysterious assassin from the beginning of the episode to track down and kill Slip and Senator Chuchi. Chuchi tracks down Slip and tries to convince him to testify in front of the Senate, which he refuses to do, but he's waiting for someone who can hide him from the Empire, but tells her there is a backup of the Camino incident on Rampart's ship, the Venator. However, the assassin kills Slip and then chases after Chuchi, who is then saved by Slip's contact, Captain Rex. Rex questions the assassin who turns out to be a clone as well, and says that he is a believer before killing himself with the Star Wars version of a cyanide capsule. So now that Rex and Chuchi know where the evidence is, Rex contacts the Bad Batch for a covert mission, get the data off the Venator. So while the squad goes off to retrieve the data, Chuchi and Omega arrange a meeting with the former Kamino Senator Bertoni, who states that Rampart has been diverting funds from the cloning program. Impressed by Chuchi's tenacity and naivety, Bertoni agrees to testify before the Senate, as long as their evidence of what will happen on Kamino is also shown. So with the Bad Batch extracting the data and escaping by firing up the Venator while it is still in dry dock and using escape pods, they get the evidence to the Senate in the nick of time, which is shown to a chamber of shock senators. However, whilst this is being shown, Emperor Palpatine rises from the depths of the Senate chamber and orders the arrest of Admiral Rampart for the atrocities he instigated, and then also passes the notion to decommission the clone troopers and announces his new Imperial Stormtrooper army. After these events, the Bad Batch lament that they were inadvertently involved in the decommission of the clone army, and Nako decides to leave the squad and help Rex with helping his clone brothers. Wow, I really enjoyed this week's episodes, and they were a serious step up from the previous fair we've had over the last couple of weeks. Once again, the animation is fantastic, and the shots of Kurosan in particular looking spectacular, with the towering structures in the sky right down to the lower levels, which look like something out of Blade Runner. The action scenes were also well handled, with the Venator crashing in the dry dock being a highlight. But the intrigue in these two stories, that's what had me hooked. Star Wars is fun and stupid most of the time, particularly in the animated output. 
But now and again, things take a left turn, as it did this week, with what was basically a political thriller. We had assassins, covert operations, discussions between senators in darkened alleyways and debating in the Senate. If I look back at debating scenes in The Phantom Menace, well, they just dragged the story down. But in The Bad Batch this week, never had debating senators have been more crackling with excitement. But what really hit the spot was the appearance of Emperor Palpatine after Churchill delivered the evidence condemning Rampart. Voiced by a return Ian McDiarmid, whose voice drips with menace, he showed that the character had more or less been planning this all along and twisted the events to push through the conscription bill by stating that the clones were blindly following orders by Rampart and were basically dangerous. He had the clones responsible for what happened, game, set and match to Palpatine. So now the Emperor has got his Imperial Army and the Bad Batch helped him to do it and also push along the phasing out of their clone brothers. I do like it when shows don't have the good guys win all the time. For me, it makes well for boring viewing if the good guys walk away unscathed each and every week. So, here we have Clone Force 99 dejected that their good intentions hurried along the clones decommissioning, but also led to another of their number, Echo, to leave the squad. Echo clearly thinks that they have not done enough to help with the clone situation, and to be fair, they haven't. While Hunter lamented that he wanted to help more at the beginning of this series, his reaction going to Coruscant was telling. He wants to help, but at the same time wants to stay hidden, because as far as the Empire is concerned, they are dead. But Echo leaving also tapped into something I was not expecting, the breaking up of Omega's family unit. Echo clearly didn't want to leave, and it showed her clearly struggling to accept that he had left to follow his own path. The Bad Batch are the only family she's really ever known, and with her cuddling her toy at the end, just highlighted what Hunter said in last week's episode, she's still just a child. Now I suspect this will be wrapped up by the end of this season, but with more adult themes being introduced over the course of these two episodes, no doubt we'll be back to more screwball antics again to lighten things up. Now that's okay, but now that they've built the momentum for the main story again, it will be a shame for them to stop it once more in its tracks. <laughs>